You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio. Mm. Dr. Corian, alongside my wife, as always, Pam. Yeah. I get a chance Good to, to be here. steal her away during crazy season of yeah. life. Even more interesting than tax season is all that's going on around right, right now. So, uh, at the outset of today's show, um, what we're trying to do with Sexy Marriage Radio is uh, we want to offer uh, honest, straightforward conversations about what goes on in married life. And obviously, what goes on in our world impacts married life. Yeah, definitely. And so the state of what's going on here in the States and the states of what's going on in the other parts of the country and the world, for those of you that are part of the SMR Nation from all over the world, um, our prayers are with you. Uh, yeah. Our thoughts are with you. Uh, and our hope is that you uh, recognize, you know, there's still God in control. Yeah. And, and I heard this yesterday, Pam, uh, here in the Dallas area from, I think it was the mayor made a comment of, we need to have faith in two things during times like this. We need to have faith in God and we need to have faith in the science and we need to believe in them both. Mm. And it's like, that's a pretty good thought process Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of good information in the world, the way the world is Mm -hmm. and, and do what you can for you and your family and your neighbors. And this is a chance for everybody to shine. Yeah, it is. And for people to rally because we can realize, you know what, we're not in this thing alone. Mm Mm-hmm. And the more we can see that, the more we can be of service to those around us and they can be service to us mm-hmm. and everybody's better and we all get through this mm-hmm. regardless of, you know, all the uncertainties. Um, you're not alone. That's right. And so what we're trying to do with Sexy Marriage Radio the, this week and then the coming uh, is a little more business as usual because there's still uh, stresses that are going to happen in marriage. Mm-hmm. And so we want to address uh, what's going to help you. And so if you've got questions or concerns, specifically what's what go, what's going on or how this is impacting your life and your relationship and home life, uh, 214-702-9565 is the way you can ask your questions or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com because we still want to uh, speak to the, the struggles and the successes and everything that goes on in your marriage. That's right. And to help it be better. Um, and then just one quick little bit of housekeeping before we jump into today's episode. Um, with the state of things that are happening in the states and how um, there's businesses are looking like they're going to be grinding to a halt for, for a while. Many of them, yeah. Um, schools, for sure. Um, no, Not knowing how long this is going to go out into the future, we've got the getaway coming up in June. Right. It's already on, on the schedule, planned. Things are in motion. Um and as of now, we're continuing that same path of nothing's changing. We're going to wait and see what unfolds here over the next few weeks, right? Uh, and we'll keep you guys up to date. Yeah, obviously, as as new information flows through uh, all of the different areas that are infected by this COVID nineteen mm-hmm. uh, reality that we're dealing with right now, uh, we'll make adjustments and let everybody know if we need to. But mm-hmm. as of now. Uh, all systems go. Yep. And if we've got to change, we'll change. And we'll, we'll adjust to what's right uh, for, for the SMR nation. Yeah. 
So coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio, um, I'm joined by Dr. Lori Brado, who is a researcher in Canada that does a tremendous amount of work on the whole research of female sexual desire. Mm-hmm. She's been on in the past, and right. that's what we talked about, how meditation is akin to female Viagra. Nice. That was, that okay. was from a, in, in the archives. But this time she comes back because she's talking about um, just some of the myths that are surrounding desire. She's actually got a campaign going on uh, trying to re- get some really good information out there called Debunking Desire, hashtag Debunking Desire, mm-hmm. that is just trying to address a lot of uh, what the world and society and Hollywood has kind of proposed that's a myth when it comes to desire. Love that. I think that's going to be great info because sometimes we do look at that and we just take that for being, here's how it is. Right. And yeah. and so we get into a deep dive of that in the extended content today, which is deeper, longer, mm-hmm. and and there's no ads. And you can subscribe at smrnation.com. Um, that that's where um, we kind of just geek out on some of her research just because I love that kind of stuff of how, do, how does that unfold? What are you finding? Let's, let's talk about the, the nuances of this whole thing. Geek out on desire research. I like it. That's a good thing. And then um, <laughs> in the regular show, the regular version, she and I talk about the impact of stress on mar- on sex and marriage and well, that's desire. Quite timely. Totally. Didn't even know. Cause this was recorded a couple weeks back. Right. Uh, when we met to make this, to, to, record this episode um but it's it impacts us all especially when you're dealing with chronic stress Mm -hmm. it it dramatically impacts your brain Mm -hmm. and desire is one of the things that gets hit because of that and so she and i get into how do you deal with that pattern what do you do to stop it uh how do you address it Mm -hmm. what does it look like and and so it was. It's a very, very good conversation, so I think it's going to be a great show. Looking forward to it. So all that's coming up on today's show. Well, joining me on the episode today with Sexy Marriage Radio, uh, I'm so honored again to have to be able to spend a little bit of time with Dr. Lori Brado, who uh, she's been on in the past where we talked about mindfulness, and, and that's almost, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, Lori, but it seems like that was like, mindfulness is akin to... Uh, any kind of medical enhancement that can happen for women for desire that there's, there's an element. It's not like, cause there's no female Viagra, but mindfulness might be close. Is that agree? Okay. And, and I, and I often say, and I say it in my book, um, mindfulness is the most critical and powerful ingredient in satisfying pleasurable sexual interactions. Okay. And that that's so that's where we went the first time and yeah. and that was a great <laughs> conversation just because I remember how vital and important it is because in the world uh in which a lot of the clients I see and in a lot of the people from SMR Nation um what they're running into is how do we make this pleasurable for both sides? Right, mm-hmm. that it's not just a male-dominated thing for sex. Mm-hmm. That that a woman absolutely needs to get all of it she can out of it too, and and seek what she's what she finds pleasurable and enjoyable, and and life-giving even. But I wanted to have you back on the air with me because it seems like right now you've had a little bit of a thread where um, stress is a part of this dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. And and. I'm assuming nobody that's listening to this in the SMR nation is immune 
to understanding what stress means. And I mean, we live really busy lives <laughs> and really hectic lives. But what are you seeing in uh, what you've kind of come across in the research that you're doing and access to? Um, how is stress playing out and impacting our lives and then particularly our sex life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so glad we're having this conversation, Corey, because, you know, stress, as you've mentioned, is um, I think we've just sort of accepted it as a normal part of our day to day life. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm stressed. And we sort of brush it off as if it's it's, as if it's nothing. Um, And yet the research um, seeking to understand the impact of stress very clearly tells us that stress um, can wreak havoc on our brains, on our bodies. Um, and my interest is um, falls within our sex lives. Mm-hmm. So throughout the research that we've been doing over the last 15 to 20 years or so, looking at how mindfulness can be a tool for cultivating desire and improving sexual pleasure, one of the findings that's emerged from that research is um, that stress really plays a critical role. So mindfulness can directly target stress okay. um, and, and, by, and in so doing that, reducing the impact of stress sexuality. So let's dive a little bit deeper into yeah. stress. You know, we might say that um, a stress can be, say, an upcoming big event, right. a wedding, a birth, sure. a move, a new job, a traumatic event. All of those can be very stressful and there's um, very potent changes that happen within our brain, release of cortisol, impact on our body systems, etc. But we also know that the day-to-day grind, the daily to-do list, the never-ending list of things that we need to get through can also um, amount to significant stress. And in fact, there's some research that shows the impact of the day-to-day to-do list uh-huh. can be more negative for our brains than, say, a single traumatic event. Really? So we we need to pay attention to this. Okay, and it's I, something that we can't dismiss. I want to add a caveat just because I got a, que- a, a a question to, for clarification. Um, is is this you, you alluded to upcoming things that can create stress. And some of those upcoming things can be even things we're excited about. Huge, monumental, Mm -hmm. I can't wait. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, at the time of this recording, it's it's right on the cusp of spring break for a lot of people. Um, Mm -hmm. And so there's there's this element of, man, I can't wait because we're going to head to the beach or we're going skiing or I got this huge big travel plan or... But is it true that even the things I'm excited about and that kind of mm-hmm. the stress that comes alongside that versus the same on the other side of that equation could be the stress of the weight of pressure and in, in work and deadlines and all the different things that we could deem as um, heavy or negative. Is the result mm-hmm. the same on, on yeah, our body? It- it's it's great because the 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 brain doesn't necessarily differentiate those two situations. Right. It, it on a physio- neurophysiological level, it kind of reacts as if those two were the same. It's a big to do with with multiple to dos leading up to the big to do. The difference though is our thought patterns within those two situations. So as we look forward to that big ski trip. There's excitement, there's positive anticipation, 
there's imagining what it's going to be like to be in that beautiful place. So a lot of negative thoughts, sorry, a lot of positive thoughts and feelings that go along with it, as opposed to um, the the negative anticipation with the negative thoughts that can often be self-judgmental. So will I ever get through this? What if I don't? And so the, the difference between the kind of positive stressful and the negative stressful are the emotions and the specific thoughts that go along with that. But again, cortisol would respond in exactly the same way. And that's really what we're focused on is the negative effects of this kind of prolonged release of cortisol, which um, as your listeners probably know is the major stress hormone. Right. And, and what does that do? Because that's the stuff that people might've heard that cortisol is the issue because it floods your brain and and it impacts things. But, Mm-hmm. What what does it do? I mean, what yeah. what what is what what makes cortisol so bad? I guess you could say. Yeah. So cortisol in and of itself is not a bad hormone. In fact, you know, if we kind of go back into say prehistoric times where our living conditions were very different, mm-hmm. um, and our bodies and our brains were wired to uh, develop the fight or flight response system. And that was actually a very good and adaptive system. Totally. Um, Again, because of our hunter-gatherer kind of living situation. So if we were faced with, say, a saber-toothed tiger, cortisol would kick in and mobilize us to flee as fast as possible. Um, And so it was a really good thing, these kind of short-term bursts through the fight or flight response system or the sympathetic nervous system, which Mm -hmm. is what we call it. Um, And it was a good thing. What we've learned though, is that chronic release of cortisol can be very, very disruptive. So first of all, um, it's effects on the cells of the body and the skin. It can lead to thinning of the skin. And that's also why in periods of stress, people might be more prone to have skin outbreaks, whether it's acne or eczema or psoriasis. Okay. Um, there, there's that impact. Also, because it's a hormone, it can interact with many of the other hormone systems of the body, right? right. So testosterone and estrogen. So women, for example, under periods of stress might um, have unregulated menstrual cycles, right? They miss a period, um, they might go a few months, and it's very much because of those hormone-to-hormone interactions. Cortisol also directly affects the brain um, and can impact attention and memory and learning and all kinds of other uh, brain-related processes. So small doses of cortisol is a good thing. It prepares us and mobilizes us, but it's chronic stress, the chronic cortisol that's, that can actually wreak havoc. So then what is a person to do to deal with, and this is a million dollar question, I realize, (laughs) uh, how do you disrupt the chronic pattern of this though? Because you're talking about almost lifestyle. You're talking about, uh, situational choice. Some of the things that are going to be circumstantial that you're, you know, I can imagine some people could hear this and think, well, I can't, I can't move to a monastery or I can't just mm-hmm. move out into the wilderness to where the body will reset. And now the only cortisol I need to really have is goes to back to good because the pack of wolves up in the wildlife, will, 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 mm-hmm. when they come through, it'll help me. But other than that, my stress is gone. But what are, mm-hmm. what are some of the things you've seen that we can steer towards that do help disrupt this pattern? Yeah. And I uh, completely 
validate your statement that it's, you know, it's not as simple as, well, just stop being stressed. Um, <laughs> That's stressful even of itself when you start it, thinking it that is. way. <laughs> it's, it's yet another thing on the to-do list, right? Yep. Stop being stressed at the bottom of, you know, 45 other items. Um, but I, but there are some concrete and evidence-based things that we can do. So first of all, take stock, take inventory and reflect on how you're really feeling. Okay. And if you're feeling chronically run down, low energy, difficult sleeping, uh, difficult engaging in conversations, falling asleep at the wheel, um, all of these sorts of things, uh, forgetting things, it could be a sign of chronic stress. So the first thing is is, is take stock and, uh, and, and notice. Okay. Um, and if that's challenging to do on your own, um, there's... Uh, inventories that you can take online that are free. So measures of stress, you can talk to a, a healthcare provider um, a, about that as well, as long as you find someone who um, takes your concerns seriously and doesn't just miss it. So that's the first thing is, is recognize okay. um, if this is you. Um, and then we do have evidence-based strategies for uh, challenging stress. So things like meditation. Um, and, you know, it doesn't have to be the 30 to 45 minute daily meditation that one does. Now with a lot of the commercially available apps, etc. Um, it's something you can do for 10 minutes a day. I, I insert my meditation right in the middle of my workday, I close my door, put a, put a do not disturb sign on the door. And I literally take 10 minutes every single day um, and, and do a meditation. Okay. Um, so that, that's one thing. Deep breathing is also something that you can do throughout the day. Yep. You know, maybe it's done in one to two minute bouts yep. three times a day before a stressful meeting, before you walk in the house at the end of your workday or right when you wake up in the morning. Then there's other um, more kind of cognitive or thinking related things that we can do to manage stress. Um, these are a bit more challenging to do uh, on your own and are often done better at, uh, together with a skilled therapist or psychologist or counselor, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, and those really involve taking a look at what are some of the thought patterns that are contributing to stress. So thoughts such as, I can't get through this. Right. I'm not good enough. Right. Um, there's nothing I can do to improve my situation. And sometimes those thoughts are irrational. Yeah. They're not rooted in truth right um and so we want to challenge and ultimately eliminate those irrational thoughts and replace them with with healthier ones and again that's sort of the essence of cognitive therapy or right. cognitive behavioral therapy right because that's getting after the whole irrational thinking distorted thoughts where because exactly. it and this is a this is what's so interesting to me having done this uh, in the profession for a while now uh, along alongside some of the same kind of stuff you probably see too that Man, even if I sit here and think, you know what, I have a lot of clarity of thought. I'm a really upbeat, positive thing. There are still situations where I will jump to the worst case scenario in my thought yeah. process. And yeah. I will be so uh, disparaging to myself and mm -hmm. so harsh and mean and, uh, you know, just shameful of how I view me. And mm -hmm. so it's, it's almost recognizing in some regards the human condition Mm -hmm. is this idea of how do I confront uh, life on life terms? I love that terminology to start mm -hmm. to see it as this is the reality of it. And when I can, mm -hmm. and even just this idea of you stopping to see it as notice it, name it, mm -hmm. claim it in the sense of, mm -hmm. man, I'm really stressed right yeah. now. I mean, I just, yeah. I just went to a training a couple of months back 
on brain regressions mm -hmm. and talking about one of the patterns that you do to stop the regressions is you just literally say out loud, I am regressed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's yeah. a shift of your psyche and the inner mental world going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, totally agree with everything you've, you've just said. Yes. Okay. And so if this is one of the things that's going on, on just kind of our day-to-day -day living, uh, it's not at all a shock that this impacts our sexuality, our sexual desire, mm -hmm. our drive, mm -hmm. uh, all of it. So what is, what are you seeing in that on the correlation uh, are there, and, the, and more importantly, are there some specific things someone can do? Because I sit here and think of irrational thoughts and distorted thinking. Man, that can wreak all kinds of havoc in our desire and sexuality. Mm -hmm. Because you get caught up in all these messages that maybe you hook, you, you took hook, line, and sinker early that just aren't mm -hmm. true. Yeah, and just picking up on the thread that you just mentioned about, you know, you can be smart and rational and Pro take pride in your ability to think clearly and analytically and at the same time put yourself in a stressful situation and all of that clear rational thinking sort of goes out the window yep. um, and that's yet another impact of uh, of chronic stress and cortisol and when you have that dominance of emotional reasoning emotional thinking um, it can be very very challenging to think your way through a situation right. so again recognizing that when strong emotions and the stress response is at play I, I almost say to folks you almost can't trust what you're thinking in that moment you need to <laughs> set aside any decision making wait for the stress to come down okay. and then rethink your way through it. So to your second question, Corey, um, the, the, the question of the role of stress in sexual desire and sexual function more broadly um, has been of tremendous interest to me and my research team over the last many, many years. And we've done a variety of studies where we actually try and quantify uh, the impact of stress on sexual desire. Um, and, and similarly, we are, have been examining to what extent stress impacts sexual functioning versus, say, hormonal changes or other more physiological uh, factors of the body. So we just finished um, a big study and we've published an, a number of studies coming out of it where we looked at low desire in women. Um, and we measured um, two hormones, DHEA, which is part of the androgen family. That's also the family of hormones where testosterone is part of. And for a long time, the science um, has assumed that testosterone is a major player in sexual desire. So when desire is low, right. it's because testosterone is low. When desire right. is high, it's because testosterone is high. There's a, there's a bit more kind of credence of that in men's desire and none of it in women's desire. But we were still interested in measuring testosterone, okay. uh, sorry, measuring DHEA. Um, and then we also measured cortisol. Um, okay. And cortisol, again, is being the stress hormone. And how we measured cortisol in the study was we compared when we wake up in the morning, it's healthy to have high levels of cortisol. And then over the course of the day, our cortisol levels should come down. So there's that kind of drop in cortisol. We call it the diurnal rhythm of cortisol. Wake up with high, comes down. And that's because uh, we, if we have a good stress response system, it'll bring it down over the course of the day. Okay. What we found in women with low desire is 
they woke up with high levels of cortisol and those cortisol levels stayed high throughout the day. So basically their brains were unable to regulate their stress response system, resulting in chronically high levels of cortisol. And when we looked at how that impacted their sexual desire versus um, some of the androgen hormones, we found that cortisol was a major player. So when we put all these different pieces together, um, what we concluded from that body of research is that chronic stress, probably from a young age, mm-hmm. um, that's another piece of the puzzle that we can get at in, in just right. a bit, but chronic levels of stress and our inability to regulate our stress response system is a huge contributor to loss of desire in, okay. in women. In in these series of studies, we only recruited women. Um, it probably is the case that a similar similar picture emerges for men, but we have we have yet to do that particular study. Okay, that's fascinating to me because you're you're sitting there talking about it's almost um, just this. I mean, it's it's the way it's the way we opened our conversation of that it's busy has become a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. Stressed has become a badge of honor, and yet we sit back and wonder, why are things not functioning like they used to, or why <laughs> are things so difficult when I thought they would be easy? Because I almost see it. If I if we kind of wrap up this segment, I almost see it as, you know, when we tell me if I'm wrong for, and I don't, maybe you've researched into this arena a little bit or not. I'm not sure, but when you're when you're in new love, you know, you're in a new relationship. And you get the chemicals that are in, that are produced in that, which produce that obsessive longing, you yeah. know, chemical high almost because yeah. there's a lot of correlations mm-hmm. to some of the different on the market <laughs> medications or illicit drugs you can get that have similar properties. That would seem like that's going to cut through and cover all of that and make it to where the cortisol's not as it, that's not the issue, right? That mm-hmm. that it, right. It, it'll it'll flood that even. Yeah, and, and tip the scales. Then, as that starts to subside, you get back to the normal levels of what your cortisol is in your system at that moment, which then that starts wreaking the havoc of, okay, now that can't get through it because there's not enough right. of it, and cortisol wins out and it muscles yeah. everybody else out, and yeah, that makes it that makes your issues then. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and you know, um, the kind of dopamine high, it's that, it's that reward system of being where everything is new and novel and exciting, which happens at the start of, of a new relationship. Um, and so as, as sex therapists and sex researchers, the question is often, um, how do we re-inject novelty and excitement into a long-standing relationship? And can some of the hormonal effects of doing that can you can you reintroduce a dopamine high even in a 20 30 40 50 year relationship okay. um, and the answer is yes right but what happens is because is we've become so kind of habitual and stagnant in patterns also maybe reluctant to do things that are novel and new but i would argue and i think the science would back this up that if we can be creative and do those things even in a long-term relationship it probably will overcome or offset some of the negative effects of stress. Yeah. Okay. And so, so if you could, it's almost like the goal then is 
it, because most of SMR nation is going to be they're they're into a long term committed relationship. Yeah. That's 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 the nation, and so it's it's seeing it as I, I've got two different sides of this coin I can go after. One I can deal mm-hmm. with my chronic levels of stress better, mm-hmm. and I can try to get my stress relief systems back to what they were intended to be possibly and some of that that's lifestyle that's choice that's probably sleep and diet you know yeah i keep coming across this where i'm telling almost every client uh how's your sleep how's your exercise how's your diet because if we don't get some of that stuff squared away all this other (laughs) stuff is just you know trying to put holes in a dam where there's too many going on i 100 percent agree with you Corey. (laughs) so sometimes let's just make it simple to start right yeah um but then the other side of that is Okay, I could also be introducing some of this newness, some of this variety, some of the mm-hmm. novelty, some of the mm-hmm. unknowns, and yeah. and expand us that way. And so maybe through both simultaneously, we get a bigger hit out yeah. of life and our sexual in our sex life and our relationship. Yeah, and it shouldn't be stressful. So in <laughs> in a couple's quest to discover what are those new things, you know, and I want to validate that for many of the listeners, just even the thought of that might be stressful. Sure. It would so, be. so start small, Okay, you know, maybe go to the library and pick up a, a book, you know, browse the sexuality shelves at the bookstore or yeah. the library. Well, and some of them, the stressful move is the spouse listening to sexy marriage radio. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, whoa, okay. So, and that kind of wigs What's he trying out. to tell me? Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that happens too, but I get it. Yeah. Because that's the, and that's the interesting thing to at least in this segment with you is um, the stuff that we're also talking about has a level of stress associated with it. But it mm-hmm. seems like those are the things that on the other side, the mm-hmm. body can regulate maybe a little different because yeah. you're, you're you're dealing with you better than yeah. your environment. You're almost interjecting yourself into your environment better rather than trying to control your environment. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, well Lori, said. tell tell people because you've got some cool things coming up. Yeah. Uh, so tell people how they can find you and then uh, promote uh, what, sure. what the campaign you got going on right now. You bet. So folks can find me pretty easily on Twitter. Um, at Dr. Lori Brado. We have been running a big social media campaign called hashtag debunking desire. Um, if you insert that into Twitter or Instagram or even um, just search on the web, www.debunkingdesire.com. Basically, what we're doing is we're taking the science that has looked at the role of stress in sexuality, um, and we're distilling it down into some key messages that people can use and implement in their lives and learn from. Um, So the social media campaign is really intended to debunk uh, problematic ideas about sexual desire, of which there are many of them that permeate our society, um, and it's intended to replace it with accurate evidence-based information and a lot of it is focused on the role of stress so hashtag debunking desire um can also uh, follow us at our research website on uh, on twitter which is at ubc shr so that's ubc sexual health research perfect well, Lori, thank you so much it's such an honor and privilege to have you back on the air with me again uh, and I want to geek out a little bit in the extended content with you here, here in just a second. Is that cool with you? I'd love to. <laughs> okay. Thanks again, Lori. <laughs>
My pleasure. Well, I love it when um, we get extra voices on the air with us that are bringing their A game <laughs> with with what it is they do in their little lane of of work and research and desire and interest and passion that they have. Right. And hopefully the nation just finds it so useful, right? When, yeah. When someone's bringing their passion and their drive and it's totally applicable right. uh, to everyday life. Right. Because this is one of those things that if you're talking about just the whole concept of desires, take it out of sexual arena and just put it into life. Uh-huh. It is such a dramatic part of who we are uh-huh. as people. And, how do I start to get more in touch with that? But also, how do I recognize what stress does to it? Mm-hmm. Right? Because stress is such a killer in so many ways. Yeah. And if I can start to see it as, all right, I've got to own some of this, acknowledge it, see it, breathe into it. Uh, it'll help level set me. Right, right. And, Don't let the fear own you. And it, that's a good concept for what's going on today because mm-hmm. the fear of what's uncertain right now in our society can definitely own you. Mm-hmm. So limit what your input is, uh, get some information to stay educated of what's going on around your community and your world uh, with, with the virus and mm-hmm. uncertainty and economy and everything, but also disconnect and connect with the people right. that are around you right. and be a support and be a help to those that need it in this time. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. If we left something undone or something's going on that you need uh, our assistance, our thoughts, our questions, our comments on, let us know. 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, stay safe. Look out for those around you. And we'll see you next time.